man, I don't get why people complain about storms or what they're going through because they never go through nothing and it actually they grow through it. Every problem you've had in your life, you done grown and outgrown it. And you need to pat yourself on the back even more saying I'm a victor, not a victim. Part of that is what we eat. The cleaner the food, the healthier the food, the better our brain performs, the better our organs and body perform. That's an obvious thing. And it's a pretty deep, complex issue if you really get into how directly changes in your food can change the way you feel and the way you perform. Welcome to Affinity Peak Performance, empowering you to peak in health and energy to fully express what you were created to be. Welcome back to Affinity Peak Performance, another episode. I'm Doc Todd Smith, and I have a friend here with me today, Sterling Wright. He goes by Mr. 100, and you've probably seen him on uh, Hell's Kitchen, season 13, and he's been on uh, TV a few times and been all over the internet uh, cooking from for people all walks of life, including billionaires and traveling the world. He's just an incredible chef. And more than that, he's an incredible human. And we'll get into that in just a minute. A little disclaimer that um, everything we cover on these podcasts are for uh, educational and entertainment purposes. They're not to be meant to be uh, direct health advice. If you have a health issue, please see your health care provider and come to a a correct conclusion and decision on what to to do and how to treat it. Um, So with any more ado, uh, this is Sterling Wright, Mr. 100. Well, first of all, I don't like the word friend, and we're not friends. Friend is the last three letters, and friend is E-N-D. That's something I never want to happen because we family. We are family. I-L-Y-S. I love you. We are family. Yeah, so if you got health issues, you ready to get ready for a big laugh because laughing is going to help you get through your health. That's right. right. You do a lot of that for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's, he started a thing years ago. Uh, it was making 100 inspirational videos. Yes. And you have far exceeded that. You're in the thousands now. Yes. And they're always really good content and just whatever hits your heart and hits your mind in the moment. Um, if, if you haven't seen them yet, please check them out online. He's awesome, awesome content and awesome little videos. Inspirational, pick up, make you laugh, make you sing. It's it's good stuff. Man, just really ha- give you hope or thankful for being alive. Like, That's for sure. Man, I don't get why people complain about storms or what they're going through because they never go through nothing and it actually they grow through it. Hmm. Every problem you've had in your life, you done grown and outgrown it. And you need to pat yourself on the back even more saying, I'm a victor, not a victim. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. true. Staying positive. For Staying sure. positive. For sure. And you are 100% positive. That, that's why the name came from a yes, bit. Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah. So um, take us back for those that don't know you yet, which I'd be surprised at this point who doesn't know you. Yet, okay. Especially anywhere around Nashville, but let alone across the country. Tell, take us through a little bit of your backstory of um, your childhood and, and some of the things you were involved with and, and some of those um, amazing life changes that took place and, and, and what your pathway and mission has been since then. Oh, man. I, uh, wow, that's cool. I grew up in J.C. Napier, south side of Nashville, one of the biggest inner city uh, poverty areas in Nashville. Uh, I'm not a I'm a product of J.C. Napier, but not a product of my environment. I used to be the problem in the projects, but now I'm the solution. Um, I don't, 
I'm not ashamed of what I've been through, but I'm happy what I've been through because I'm like you and I'm like everybody else. I've had the problems. I've done the wrong. I have a past. We all do. But how do it make us? My past helped define who I am now as a better man. I don't use it to let it hold me down, but I'm grateful that I'm here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all. That's so true. Um, how, how much do you care about sharing some of the, the pivotal moment when you, when you changed your life's direction in that experience? Uh, let's put it this way. I woke up in the hospital bed, and I seen my mama crying. And as a man, when you see your mama crying, man, that's one of the hurtful feelings that you've ever witnessed. And, and um, I either got to get it right or I'm going to be in some trouble. Uh, I, turned down, I turned out to be cooking. I found my love in the cooking. And cooking changed my life. Like, literally changed my life. Like, I got to a place that... No matter what you try to do to me, if I'm cooking, I'm having the best day of my life. That's for sure. And you take me away from that, and that, that right there would just hurt me, or hurt, hurt my feelings, and it hurt deep down. So I found a passion, and I get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So it, what, how did you end up in the hospital bed? What happened um, with that situation? Can I show them? Yeah. Some people call it raw, but, man, I... I'm just straight to the point. Um, it got to a point I actually had a pool stick up my butt. And, man, um, that pool stick taught me a lot. Like, uh, not ashamed to talk about it. Uh, uh, was, was this from gunfire, gunshots? Uh, Operation was, Gunfire, all that. Wow. Just, and how old were you? I was a young, uh, 19 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I was a young boy. Wow. And, um pivotal crisis moment yes yeah. thinking I'm big and bad yeah one um be bad realizing I'm not bad realize I'm a leader not a follower trying to be up with everybody but to be I need to learn to be myself uh I had to realize I got something in life that majority of the kids didn't have in the projects that was my mom and dad and I quit blaming them and started looking at that man in the mirror that's huge and, at 19, and yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, and I had to get my stuff together. In other words, get my bleep together. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I thank God I did. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. Sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to get hit. Most, sometimes you got to get hit by the rock to hit rock bottom, but take the rock to lean on to get back up. Yeah, that's true. And and I see that, and um, I've known you several years, many years now, and I see that in your walk, your daily walk, day in, day out, that that passion that you have to share with others, to help others see that they can make a pivotal change, change behaviors, change choices that will one degree trajectory play out to change their life Correct. as it's changed your life. And that passion I've seen in you is unfailing, unfaltering. There, there is... There was never a time that I've known you for so many years and seen so much that you've done that I've ever walked away and go, oh, he's, I think he's just faking it. I think he's just putting it on like a show. 
never have I experienced that around you or with you, and and have had many opportunities to sense that if that if that was the case, and it's not. You're as authentic and as energetic and focused of of any of my friends as far as staying on mission yes. on behalf of other people. Man, uh, I can take my hat out to God on that one. Uh, as you know, my motto is impact over income. Like, like so many people, like where I come from, they don't make it out. Jail or dead, that's, that's the highest statistics where I come from. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a rapper. I'm not none of that. I'm just, I was just a cook. A cook. They took home, home economics serious. And um, it just blew me away at how God uses you to fall, to lift others. Like, you and me, Emily, and how we can go out, we can go talk to the kids, but if you ain't been down the road, how can they relate to mm-hmm. you and you can relate to them? Sure, yeah. And so by being in my life, man, I, man, you grew up in the project? Did that happen to you? Yeah. It gets me a whole different level because I made it out. Yeah. I went down a dead end street and wound up on Blessed Boulevard. Yeah. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful, like, what we done, like, we got to make history together. Like, I've never rode a motorcycle, but I rode on the (laughs) side of one. But I got to ride, I got a memory with you. Yeah. I've never been on a boat. But I've been on it with you. And I would not have met you if it wasn't for Jesse Ingram Jess, and the American Pride Jess, Foundation. love you, Jesse. American Pride Foundation. That's what we did. We charity. was in San Francisco. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And his bike was not fully 100%. It was not 100%. And <laughs> this yeah. man rolled around curves. And then I hear his heart. I'm looking at it like, God, I hope somebody tried to test because it's a muscle man. He going to flip somebody, man. We call this man Hollywood. <laughs> and man, that stuck with me, man. And, and man, I'll tell you, man, being with you is just just phenomenal, man. You know what's funny about that Hollywood when when you put when you guys bestowed that biker name, that street name on me, it it psyched my mind because you all didn't know this, but I went into the house and I grabbed my birth certificate, and I was actually born in Hollywood. Wow! And because like I clown around a bunch of different characters and things through life, so I, it, the, people have called that a little bit here and there. But but for you guys to bestow that out of nowhere, man, that's all I know. It's Hollywood Todd. That's all I know is Hollywood Todd. Yeah, it was funny. So tell me tell me a little bit about um, like the work Jesse's been doing with the the first responders and the veterans, families, and all that. But tell me about your your charity work that you've been doing and continue to do down in Nashville. Oh, for Tell me a little history of it and then what you guys are doing well, currently. Um, as you know, after I got out for Hill's Kitchen, it blew me up. So I've always wanted to give back. But I was giving away turkeys and it didn't feel good, really. So I actually had a little kid come up to me and say, Sterling, no offense, we thank you for the turkey. But can you cook it? Because my mama can't cook a turkey like you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, wow, so let's think about cooking Thanksgiving dinner. One and my homie LT, he gets out. Uh, he's always wanting to get give back to the community. And uh, he's supposed to got life in prison. But Obama turned turned his life sentence around to 20 years. 
And when we got out, man, we linked up. We did our first year in the parking lot. I never forget it. They told us we could have the office. Nobody, we get there and they tell us we couldn't get there. So we in the middle of the parking lot, mm. and the the project people was giving away stuff and nobody went to them. They went through me and LT line and we was like, man, this is love. Yeah. We used to be the problem. Now we know yeah, what we need to do. Being from there, they resonated to yeah. be able to get the message, so to speak. From and you, yeah. eight years later, like this past year, thanks to you, a bunch of people, and we gave away over 200 turkeys and we fed over 1,200 plates. That's awesome. And that's unheard of. What made it so happiness and real that people were, laughing, were shocked that I knew every door to give the turkeys away to the families in need. Now, I don't mind people giving away turkeys. I don't mind people getting turkeys. Mm -hmm. But who are you giving that turkey to? Are you sure that's not going to a drug addict or somebody who's not going to use it? Mm -hmm. Are you sure it's going to go to a family that really need it? Yeah, that's cool. And so to be able to do that and being the only one to do that, it's, it just blew my mind. And weren't you guys doing something with um, – Yard improvements, trees or shrubs or Man, something. Man, we was doing, uh, as you know, it's a it's it's a food desert over there. Mm. So we had got points that was getting donation for people to, to grow their vegetables. And MDHA told us we couldn't do it no more. Mm. So it makes me upset. Uh, are you taking food, healthy food, out of senior citizen mile? It's no grocery store. If you're in a wheelchair and don't have a car, you got a Dollar General store that have no food in it mm. and the gas station. So you know what type of food is there. Mm -hmm. It's no go grocery store. But they don't mind taking food out of these people's mouths. Yeah, that's crazy. So tell me about this. Uh, and you talked about the gas station food just a second ago. I'd like to drill down a little bit more on... I feel like what I've observed in life is that there's this m m uh, false narrative that you can't eat healthy unless you spend a great deal of money. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on that because I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I've been lying to before, but that's the biggest lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's now, okay, it's cheaper to eat bad because yeah. you choose to eat what you want to eat. Sure. But if you take time out to grow your own products, you can't tell me. Not only you get a bigger result, you get a better result, and you get a healthier result, but we just going doing the lazy result yeah so i think usually the missing link to to change behaviors and pathways and outcomes is usually a lack of education and how to do that correct and then also a lack of awareness that what they're what they're eating day in day out is going to have this ramification this ramification, not in the dear no. near near future but down the line yeah not too far away not far away that's why man um you probably can tell i lost a lot of weight I do not, like, you are what you eat. You eat after 8 o'clock at night, just lay straight down, especially like eating the burgers. They don't, what made me learn about food really more, I was doing a catering for a cancer society, and the main protein was beef. And beef is the main protein that causes cancer, but you want me to feed it to the people. No, you have it. I don't want to do it. My name can't be put on killing people. 
I noticed um, over the years too, you have a big passion for it. And my kids are, are you are uncle at our I house. They to be. They have so much fun being with you in the kitchen, not just because of what they learn, which is awesome. And I'll get to that in a second, but also just your love and energy in that you love to teach and you love to engage Yes, and you do it naturally very well. Yes. So what I was hoping for, if you're not already, I wanted to ask you, are you doing any classes yes. for children yes. or I, young I'm teenagers? At, uh, I'm at, I'm at um, every Tuesday now. God has blessed me with a building to cook out of, uh, five to seven. I'm at mm. middle school now with high schoolers because they're the ones about to get ready for jobs and getting ready to get into the real world. How does somebody find out about this that you're doing? Uh, uh, hit me on my social media to see if I got enough room. But um, I'm not a – don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not a babysitter. I want the kids who really want to cook because mm. you got kids out there like – your daughter and your son who loves to cook, and you see that expression on their face. You don't know how that feels because you're not the chef. Me, that's a joy, man. Like, and then they can say they cooking with Uncle Sterling. Like, that's a feeling nobody can take from me. That's a memory nobody will be able to take from me. And I get to take it to the grave with me with a smile. Me one-on-one with a child. Who didn't believe in themselves by cooking this final product. Cooking with me, having fun with it. Plus, I'm being hard on them, but they don't even realize I'm being hard on them. And Just see pushing they them a little bit. Pushing yeah. them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then see they found the results. And then telling them, don't ask them if it's good. Just watch their face. And then look at their plate. That's the best feeling in the world that me personal and teaching. you could see the sense of pride coming up when they were when done they presenting done, they, yeah. like, they come out with the aprons on look how your kids <laughs> yeah. presented to you this yeah. is a, this, a ribeye steak and we made it with the garlic butter yeah <laughs> the joy sure that joy and they cooked it I love about they cooked it to perfection it wasn't overcooked it wasn't undercooked and it was with two more guests added on that's awesome and the kids cooking who thought they were Cook, especially with him. It's, it's going to burn. Hot, it's hot. <laughs> it's time for you to leave. <laughs> the kids are good. And to see them cook, you swear they've been cooking a long time. But it's just been that minute, that moment with Uncle Sterling. They, they brought him out. And I took that idea. How many more kids like them want to cook? And so that's why I started my cooking the right way. Cooking uh, the right way. Cooking like the, the right way. Right. That's yeah. the name because uh, yeah. my last name is right. Yeah. Excellent. And um I, what if you're a single mom? You got three kids. You come home from work and your food ain't you gotta cook food, you gotta get the kids ready, you gotta clean. When do you have time for yourself? Mm. So my class is teaching them all that. That's great. Teaching them every day you ain't gonna be able to eat steak. What if you gonna how you gonna make this turkey and cheese sandwich sandwich gourmet? I don't know, Mr. Sterling. You like pancakes? Yeah. Try rubbing that sandwich around in a pancake batter. Put in a, a skillet. And that's what I was going to ask you. If you were to share with the audience from a master chef's standpoint and teaching lots of kids and adults as well, if you were to share with them some, some basic starting points that they could start at home now to introduce in their shopping cart and then 
simple meals that taste great because yeah. of the combinations that you have, what were what would be some staple like instance, things to focus on as far as beginning that? Man, beginning like breakfast. Eggs is important. If you can cook an egg, you can scramble an egg without it being dry and being perfect. You actually be one of the top chefs. Eggs is one of the hardest. People don't realize eggs is one of the hardest dishes to cook. Well, my wife reminds me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sunny side up eggs. You take a sunny side egg out to a person and the yolk is broke and you see their face. Oh, you got to start over. <laughs> yeah. Over easy. The yolk is broke. Start over. If the egg got brown in it. It's too done. It's, it's the simple thing, but the love you put in it is the love you're going to Put on a plate. My goal is like, how you know that that's that might be the person's first meal or it might be their last meal. You bring that joy to their plate, and man, to see them devour it in seconds. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. So eggs are definite staple. Egg, and eggs staple and then like uh, having fun with the kids. The crescent rolls that you get from our little packs, right? Put a sausage in between it. Do like little smokies with bacon around it. Pigs in a blanket. Just have fun with your kids with it. It's small things like that that makes a big difference. They can bring bring it to from their childhood to their teenager stage because you're not going to be there all the time. They can, what if they go to college and they show this to a kid? Something that you taught them. That means your tradition goes on in somebody else's life. Is it a goal for you when you do meals to have a balance between like proteins and complex carbs like veggies and 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 some fruit Actually, carbs or uh, how do you do your i do mine I, you meat and potato i ain't know you nothing else i'm not sitting up there and gonna feed you a bunch of vegetables because that ain't you i know you like your protein you like to have them steaks you like your potatoes i know that to give you my thing is i'm here to please you and your appetite I'm here to please your wife. I, your wife ain't going to eat as much as you will. But if she tell me she wants a salad, if I'm not mistaken, she likes to seize a salad. Like this, she loves garlic. But I can't put as much garlic in yours because she loves her garlic. I just want to be able to please and make everybody happy. Trying to mill the road for the yes. family. Yeah. The kids, one thing about kids, they so picky. Man, you, you go from butter noodles to steak. You just got to figure out the kid. And that's easy to figure out. You just got to pay attention to when they talk. Okay. Now, for the record, you might have forgotten, but I love vegetables. <laughs> I've been lied to before. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyhow, the, uh, so let me ask you this. When when you started your chef pursuit, yes, um, and you had a passion for it to start with, cooking. Yes. Yeah. A long, from that point of beginning that pursuit – and I know it's things have gone amazingly Great. well in your yeah. career, it almost exploded. From that point to the point of right before it exploded, what was it that you focused on on your day in, day out to get to that point and come right past it? Because I, I find in life people push and push and push for making disciplines in their life, making good healthy changes. They get right up close to what they don't know is a tipping point, and they just give up. What was it got you from here past the tipping point so you could experience the fruits, if you will, of all of your efforts? I had to try new things. You can't get to the different, you can't go a different level in life until you try something new. 
the stuff that you tried didn't get you there. And my mama and my, my mama, if God don't make you uncomfortable, then you're not going to grow. That's right. Come out of the comfort zone. Come out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And when I got out of that comfort zone, I can do this. Now, they tell me to be professional and you can't be going to doing these parties like this. And I'm like, being like that didn't get me here. Yeah. They want the fun, energetic mm -hmm. chef. I can't be that chef. This you can't do that if you tried. I couldn't. That's <laughs> you're, so tight. You're 100% energy anyway. Always. Man. So let me ask you this. Thinking back uh, past that tipping point when things exploded for your career, share with us some of either some of your most favorite people to cook for or some of the funniest, craziest things that happened or stories that happened with that. Because I know there's a bunch of them. <laughs> you might have to whittle it down to a few. Oh, Oprah. I know she's going to listen because I was sentenced to her. Cooking for Oprah. Cooking for Oprah. That had to be amazing. Not only amazing, but I knew I was favorite. When you tell Oprah, no, I can't cook for you today. I got to go cook for somebody else. How many times Oprah ever said no? How many, how many times somebody done told Oprah no? Yeah. Me. Ah. Uh, Sterling Wright, what you gonna cook? Can I get a menu? No. You tell me what you want. Oh, okay. It blew her mind. And then Oprah likes old school cooking. Can you make me some ribs and brisket? And Am I getting pumped? <laughs> it's fun when you can gravitate to some of the things you had in childhood, for sure. Childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still get to cook it. Yeah, that's cool. And and I do it for this woman, and she came when I first met her. She come in with the mask on, gloves on, COVID down, like, don't mean. But by the time I left her, she was hugging on me, laughing with me, and then when I come back to Nashville, I'm calling you. And then we exchanged numbers. It's like, wow. Oprah? Kind of a surreal moment, huh? A surreal moment. Yeah, yeah. Who would ever believe Oprah would call this guy? How did she find out about you? God, no telling. I know telling. They, she told me my name is hot, and she's like, "You just so humble. You don't realize it." It's like, she want to cook, mm -hmm. and that's that's all I want to do, Ty. You know that's that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Just just want to cook. What was your one of your weirdest environments or experiences cooking for people or a person? P Diddy. Now this man, <laughs> I was doing this rolling loud. I'm like, oh, yeah. We supposed to start it at twelve. At night, at midnight, all of a sudden it's one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. When is it? No started yet. <laughs> and this for a large party or a smaller one? A large party. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why is nobody eating? And then you see what's going around. <laughs> nah. And so I done been to my craziest parties, to my love seeing parties, to to like, wow. I'm glad I get to say no now. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So what time did you end up starting cooking? About 3.30. For a P. Diddy party? Yeah. After that rolling <laughs> it does not, Knowing you, that does not surprise me. It wouldn't even You hung me. in there and got it. Got, got it done. done. Yeah. Hey, I'm still on. I'll get paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right it, was, it was nice, man. I met his son. And what's, what's so funny with his son, you act like you don't know who I am. I was like, I don't. You're a stranger. But... 
How you doing? Mm-hmm. My name is Sterling. And he told me his name was Prince. I was like, man, we're not strangers. No one stays a stranger around you. No. I've seen you melt the <laughs> most closed off people in five minutes. Blows my mind. Man, I, I, I don't believe your in lo- strangers. Your love energy just comes across. Every hey, time. I don't believe in strangers. Yeah, man. it's I, good. I don't do that. If you want to show them real Southern hospitality, what I love about me and you, like, is no racism. I love that. I love how everybody just look at you. Yeah, that's my son. Who says he's black? He's my son. Mm-hmm. I love that about you. It's the old human race is the only race. Yeah, the rest man, is just, uh, just smoke just and mirrors. Smoking. That's what you yeah. got taught in your house. Mm-hmm. You weren't born in it. You were just raised in it. Yeah. But how you love, man, I love how you love, man. I love how you love, too. That's what's up. Yeah, that's cool. I can't. I think he's a nephew. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh, here's a funny story about Sterling. We we uh, were going to do some water skiing one summer. Invited Sterling, and it was your little nephew? Who was yes, yeah. my little nephew. Yeah, cuties can be. Anyways, they come <laughs> out, jump on the on the boat, and we're getting ready to do some skiing. And we got to get Sterling out to the, to the uh, he's going to do some of the tubing. And he, he, he gets out there pretty efficiently. And I said, I said, what's going on? He goes, oh, I don't swim. <laughs> I'm like, nice to let me know as you've already gotten out to the uh, floating device there. But just that kind of is encapsulating of your personality. Like you, you may not know how to do it, but you will find a way. I'm going to find a way. 100% faith in it. And, you know, you gave me the life jacket. I was like, yeah, at least I know he's going to jump in there and save me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the best time, you don't know, I overcame a fear. But that tubing was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, isn't like, that true in life, though? You overcome your fear. The unrealized, uh, uh, untrue fear, and then you experience that do it. That's like, my thing is, I know he ain't out here to kill me. His kid's going to kill him. His wife is going to kill him. So, damn it, let's do it. Yeah, Excuse me, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all good. That's fun. The, uh, what, what do you see in your – I was going to ask you this. What, you, what do you see in the, in the as far as goals, things you'd like to see manifest happen, um, both in Nashville but also across the country? I'm telling you now, I'm about to move across the country. Um, first of all, I'm starting something in January because um, all our kids – you look at the crime on Friday nights. What do our kids have to do on Friday nights? What is any activities that's meant for them? So I'm partnering up with the Salvation Army. Out east is going to be the neutral ground, where from north to south, that way the gangs came. You know. So what teenager got something to do in Nashville mm-hmm. on a Friday night mm-hmm. without no parents? Right. It's nothing to do. Yeah. So we bring in skating, bring them to culinary school. We got some people going to teach them about financial liter- illiteracy. They need homework help. We're going to have basketball. We're just going to have cool. teach them what family is like. I like that. No, 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 no color, no, no, no gangs, guns down night just to have fun with our children in Nashville because we're losing them. Is that going to be, are you replicating that across the country? All around. Yeah. I just know if we go and start in Nashville and then crime come down, they're going to want us in a Salvation Army because Salvation Army is all across the world. Hmm. What are they doing? What is anybody doing to stop? Everybody's talking about stopping the gun violence. 
but who actually doing something about it. Mm. Have you named that program yet? Uh, Inspire. Inspire. Uh, oh, man, they're going to kill me. Inspire is, I tell you, excuse me. You good? Yes. Me? Yeah. We can edit that piece out right there. Like that? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Is that better? Please forgive me. No, you're good. And actually, I was going to ask you a follow-up couple of things related to that. Okay. Um, and I think this is important. We know this is a, a health and wellness channel, human performance uh, uh, optimization, optimizing um, human performance. Part of that is what we eat. The cleaner the food, the healthier the food, the better our brain performs, the better our organs and body perform. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious thing. Yes. And it's a pretty deep, complex issue if you really get into how directly changes in your food can change the way you feel yes. and the way you perform. And the way You're you, living proof of that yes. now, and so many have and, and can attest to that, that, that. That is a fact. So the other component of what you have been sharing with us this whole time, too, is I want to know from a psychological health standpoint, from a heart health standpoint – how has how has God shown you his love and relationship for you through things that have happened for you uh, well, in people, your career? People got to realize God is in us. I don't look towards the skies. I look at the mirror. It's the God because he said you're an image of him. Be the image of him. Main reason I ain't dealing with these churches and all that, they're not putting the image of him. They say the ruler, I mean, cash is the ruler of all evil, correct? I think it's the love of money for love, sure. Love, love, yeah, yeah. Well, first thing they ask you for in church is what? <laughs> money. I don't see churches no more in the streets. I don't see no ministries. I see them inside of a building on Wednesday, Sundays. But when do you see them worshiping, doing the work? So I don't hardly go in it because... I know, I just don't feel it in the church. You're focusing on the people firsthand, yeah. You know, anybody gonna go Outreach to church? Yeah, yeah. I, I, all I hear is church. Who wants a blessing? Everybody wants a blessing. Yeah. But let me see you go to the belly of the beast. Mm-hmm. Come with me. What I love about your nature when you work with people is, you don't start the conversation or the or the relationship with wearing those things on your sleeve to them. You start with just sterling, hundred percent naked, if you will, present with them. Yes, they feel the authentic love energy that you have to share, and once that bond is connected and that that is realized and felt, then you share with them your walk, your journey. Yes, and, and I, I love I don't I don't, love that I don't try to force nobody. Right, forcing them is worse. Like, for example, the when we was doing the turkey giveaways. Mm. Uh, you got the churches around there, but you the people that ain't been coming to your church, but then you're forcing them to come and get something that you want to give away. Mm. What if I'm in a wheelchair? You gonna force me to come and get it because you want to give it away, yeah. or, or wouldn't it feel better you come in? I got something for you. Meet the people where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good approach. And so let's go to that word inspired. And what inspired me mm-hmm. was never stop 
uh, people in reaching expectation. Oh, Push N with an N. Okay. Yeah, inspire. inspire. Okay. Push to inspire. And that's found through your social media yeah. to get to I that mean, too. We, we ain't started, but that's what it, you, you see it firsthand. Push. Push until something happened to inspire. Never stop people in reaching expectations. Muscle. Muscle. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. No, I got today. some questions for you. Well, please do. <laughs> I how do you look so damn handsome at fifty? Oh, listen to you. <laughs> look how you you don't look like you, you excuse me, I'm not racist. I'm being real, people. Please, this is tough. How you not you. age? Yeah, I age for sure. Oh yeah. You don't look over See all 35. Snow, all the snow up there. You just look like a muscle Santa Claus right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But now, man, I, I just really want to tell the people if you don't know Todd, get to know him. Man, you, you, the nights we done been on the phone, I promise you, I done called this man out the blue, didn't know what I was going to say. But we wound up with a conversation that God talked through him to get to me. Can't make this up. Todd, man, like, you can go with him about anything. I love because he, he'll admit, now, I'm not a perfect guy. But I am willing to try to fix my areas where I fall at. And to, for me, man, hell of a husband, hell of a father, a great man, man. Well, that's It's like, I get to watch what people don't see, especially come from my area. A married man who wife's cherish the ground he walks on and you cherish the ground she walks on. People probably don't tell you, but you're a great example of a married man. And I just want to say, man, it's an honor. Likewise. Brother, brother. Likewise. Thank you, man. Yeah. But man. You've always represented that way. Dang, damn! <laughs> it's family. I can tell you this. Any little successes that I've had and big successes in life, any and all of them uh, is because a God allowed it for me to either Learn it, earn it, and along the way, he's also given some giftings here and there a little bit that I meant to use on his behalf. Yes. So anything that you recognize as such, it's it's because of God. It's not because of Todd. And see what I mean? That's why I love I'm you just like the me. Vessel. We, we, we don't give no, we don't take no credit. No, it's yeah, true. That, that's I, the truth I, I of love, it. That's, that is. That man. is the truth of it. That is, man. So, but I pre that's very kind of you. Man, that. I, I love you, man. That. I thank you for having me. I love you too, brother. I love y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go ride. <laughs> All right. Yes. Thanks again. Good to see you guys.